Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Plumley Podcast. My guest today was Colin George, who is founder and CEO of the Canadian Distribution Network. Right now they have a big mission to supply healthcare providers, businesses, and their employees with FDA-approved personal protective equipment and phenomenal services. But they have a lot of other interesting things in the works with the Canadian Distribution Network. Uh, they're going to be providing services for you know individuals and entrepreneurs or small businesses that maybe have a product or service that they want to get to market. The Canadian Distribution Network is there to support and to provide help for people who want to do that. Super interesting stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed doing this podcast episode, mainly because we talked about one of my favorite uh, subject matters to delve into, which is movies, uh, Star Wars, The Matrix, and I mean, I just love breaking down those movies, and there's a lot of interesting philosophy in those, and a lot of insights into the future of our real life, right? I think that movies and and subject matter like that is something that people should pay a bit more serious attention to. Colin is one of those people that does, and we delved into a lot of that, which is very fun for me. And I hope you all enjoy listening to this as well. If you do, consider subscribing to the podcast, watching on YouTube, and leaving a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this episode right now. Thank you, and please enjoy the episode. All right, good to go. Hey, man, thanks for doing this with me. Well, thank you for coming, man. I really appreciate it, honestly, yeah. because, you know, just seeing your journey just from the outside looking in, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that you're actually where you're at right now because right. what we met, for people that don't know, we actually met in Red Deer. I came yeah. to your door, man. Yeah. That was awesome, man. We had, yeah. like, what, a two-hour conversation? Yeah, it was totally serendipitous, and it came at a time for me when I was just, like, learning about... I don't know, not to sound over dramatic, but like learning about some pretty like life changing thing, right? Transitioning from high school to the quote unquote real world and being exposed to all these thought leaders like, you know, all the people online, all this this wealth of content and information. And so and starting to read books on my own as well, all these sorts of things. And then there was moments happening in my life where I'm connecting with people just randomly at my door. And it was really just showing me like, okay, this is real, man. Like life is so much more than we're led to believe. Absolutely. And when you set your sights on something and start learning and opening yourself up more, because that's another thing too. I'm the type of person, at least I was, someone knocks at my door. I creep up, look through the people. <laughs> if I don't know who it is, I'll you know close the blinds and I won't answer. Right. Absolutely. If someone would call my phone. It's like, oh, unknown number? Okay, I won't answer. You know, that would happen a lot to me. And so I was starting to realize that I shouldn't be that way. If I want to, like, really take on the world and take what is available for me and just open myself up to things, I can't be shy. I can't run away from things. I got to challenge myself every time, even though my instinct naturally has been to, like, just, if I don't know this person, if I don't know what's going on, to ignore it or look the other way, Absolutely. I got to start to break out of that. So. That kind of conversation we had came at this time in my life that was pretty uh, 
pretty interesting for me. And so, yeah, I'm thankful for that as well. Well, you know, what's crazy about the conversation, right? Um, you know, just going to a little bit of detail about what you just talked about mm-hmm. in terms of you put yourself in a state of allowance. Yeah. And what happened was is that you actually manifested an individual like myself mm-hmm. to actually come to your doorstep and have this it was a yeah. crazy, enlightened conversation, it was. right? We yeah. talked about life goals. We talked about, you know, just energy, universe, all yeah, these different things. the highest level of consciousness. consciousness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you, and it's crazy because yeah. I seen your eyes light up when I said that, right? Because yeah. you yeah. probably don't hear a lot of people actually saying those things. No, right? not not in random first first no. meeting encounters, no. right? Yeah, most people are afraid to talk those times. Yeah. You know, I, I do talk a lot of shit, so yeah. I'm very expressive of how I feel mm-hmm. and, you know, how I move. Right, so I'll let people know. You know, my biggest goal in life is to seek the highest level of consciousness because yeah. I'm not afraid of sharing that with people. Mm-hmm. Right, I remember I said that in one of my you know high school classes, and the teacher went off. <laughs> she was pissed. She's yeah. like, "Who do you think you are? You're not Jesus." Because I, I went to a Catholic school, right? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, she's like, "You're not Jesus Christ. Who do you mm-hmm. think you are?" That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's crazy just to show you the school system and how they put people's hopes mm-hmm. and dreams down the gutter. Yeah. Right, and when I came to you, it was. I was in a very, very great and peaceful place, mm. right? You know, I had about 25 people in my business at the time, yeah. right? We're hitting doors uh, for, I think it was Planet and our Christian Children's Fund. Yeah, it was the, the Children's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Children's Fund of Canada, right? Mm-hmm. So we were doing some, you know, community work, getting donations in the right. community and so forth, right? So it was great mm-hmm. that we had that conversation yeah. and where you're at today. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... For those who are watching this or listening and watching this podcast mm-hmm. to see where you were when I first met you <laughs> to where you are today. Like, I'm truly grateful mm-hmm. that, you know, I can be part of your journey and, you know, have, be a little bit of part of your success, man. So I, I really appreciate yeah. that, brother. Yeah, well, it always like blows my mind that, you know, I looking back, even just at the last six months, it's like, well, I'm really proud of the work that I've done. And it's felt great to be creating and things like that. But I also look and like, wow, I could have done so much more. So even within the work that I'm doing, I'm still recognizing that I'm not really giving it up my all. I'm not really going full blast at things. But yet to have people like yourself kind of reach out and connect and still say like, oh, yeah, it's cool or I appreciate your content. It's kind of blows my mind. It's like, <laughs> really? Like, because I know I'm doing good work, but I feel like I'm only doing that great of work, right? It's still only kind of scratching the surface. So that just motivates me to try to reach that next level kind of thing. No, I know how you feel because it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Same thing with me, right? People tell me, man, you're doing amazing. And it's just yeah. like, I know my full potential. I yeah. know I'm not even yeah. scratch the surfaces of mm-hmm. my full potential. So I definitely get the sentiment in the statement, right? It's just one of those things where people see from the outside looking and they see you, hey, you have a podcast or hey, you have multiple businesses. Yeah. Man, you're doing well. Mm-hmm. But in our head, we're just not doing well. Yeah, right? well, I feel like I'm doing well, of course, but yeah. it's still, it's surprising that other people notice, I guess. I don't know. But I actually think I'm not doing well. Yeah. Like, I truly yeah. believe I'm not doing well at all. Like, yeah. I think there's so much more that I can accomplish, mm-hmm. so many people I could influence. Right. And then, yeah, bringing it into, like, the highest level of consciousness. Like, am I doing well on that front, right? And it's like, yeah. well, probably not, but doing well in certain areas, I guess, and doing well in, like, being happy and feeling fulfilled, but doing well in other areas like yeah there's a lot of work and yeah i guess i feel like in some areas i'm not doing as best as i could too absolutely yeah absolutely right and no i I definitely get it because you know especially when you're making transitions in the journey Mm -hmm. right you always find these little i would call it nuances where you realize man i can do so much more i I see the potential i feel it right let me put Mm -hmm. in more work Mm -hmm. and or you may get distracted with something else 
that is lingering in the past that stops yeah. you from actually yeah. moving forward, mm-hmm. right? And I've, I've dealt with those things many times, right? Especially being an entrepreneur, right. transitioning, tra- changing. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, COVID-19 hit, mm-hmm. and I was running a very successful company called SOS Performance, mm-hmm. kind of the same company where I met you at. Right. But because we were going door to door, I just thought, okay, if a, if a virus can destroy my business mm-hmm. in one day, is it wise for me to continue in that business? Right. Yeah. Right. It's just mm-hmm. not wise. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, you know what? I can. I, I. One thing I can do is just move away from things very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm phenomenal at that. If I don't like okay. something, I'm just gone. <laughs> so um, I really thought about. It. I was like, okay, if I can get destroyed in one day, this mm-hmm. is probably not a sustainable thing. Mm-hmm. So let me change the trajectory of where I'm going. Right. Right. And that's why I've had. I had multiple business always simultaneously moving at the same time. So right now we have, I have three different ones, mm-hmm. right? And at the time I had two. Um, CDN Citrus Clean was something, it was like my baby, it was my first ever company I created, yeah. right? And I had it since 2014. Mm-hmm. And it was all about cleaning products, going business to business. And I was like, man, there's more to this. So I stopped it, mm-hmm. learned the skill set, um, working with other companies of how to train people, how to build a team, and I used those skill sets to help me back in CD and Citrus Clean, mm-hmm. and then I built a brand from that, which is highly benefiting me right now. Right, right, because of COVID, yeah. yeah, because yeah. of COVID nineteen, all these degreasers and cleaning products that I had way before the pandemic actually happened, mm-hmm. right? It's now coming to full effect because I made those adjustments in the past, and I yeah. quit it for a bit, but I had to come back to it because I realized, hey. Something there was an intuition mm-hmm. that's like, man, this is definitely something you should get back to, and I'm grateful that I actually did. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that was huge. So what made you get started with that, uh, with that business in, in the start? Right? Like, what was it a childhood dream to make no. a cleaning? Product? <laughs> no. Well, the honest truth was, I ended up getting fired. So you know, yeah. you know, when you're you're a contractor employee, mm-hmm. you think that your words have meaning, but mm-hmm. it really doesn't, okay. right? <laughs> so you know, I was in uh, Saskatchewan. It was crazy. Oh, really? I, yeah, I was in Saskatchewan. I was working yeah, for shout them. out to Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was in Weyburn at the time. Actually. No way. That's yeah. where my aunt lives. My whole family <laughs> roots are in Saskatchewan. That's man. awesome, man. Yeah. That is- Connected, man. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy because I was working for this company called Laser Chem, mm-hmm. and the boss he was telling me to do something that I, at the time, I thought was unethical. I didn't really want to do it, mm-hmm. right? And you know, me with my big mouth, opened my mouth and said some, you know, disingenuous words, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it ended up getting me fired. He actually told the guys in the the cargo van there were six of us that were actually just peddling cleaning products and stuff like that there were six of us in there and they left me on the side of the road so i had to find a way from weyburn back to saskatchewan get back into my hotel and then actually uh take a flight back to calgary to be back with my girlfriend at the time right so it was crazy how that happened i was like man i was pissed off i was like i'm gonna get back at this guy so i figured out how to get in touch with chemists Mm. to create formulas for me. I en- mm. ended up getting in front of a manufacturer, mm. right? I used that manufacturer to actually, on a large scale, manufacture the products that I was looking for. Mm. And then that's how CD and Citrus Clean was created. I drew, out the, yeah, I drew yeah. out the logo. <laughs> right? Sometimes yeah. when you get the highest form of pain and punishment, mm. right. imagine having to find your way from Weyburn yeah. all the way yeah. to... Well, that's... Uh... Makes me think. Elon Musk has a Saskatchewan story too. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Yeah, actually. he actually came to Canada from South Africa, 
And he came here because this is where he obviously wanted to be in the U.S. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in South Africa and wanted to be a big-time entrepreneur, the U.S., Silicon Valley, that's the place to be. Absolutely. So for him, his mom had family connections in Canada. So he looked at, you know, come to Canada, and then he can make his way to the States. And so when he got to Canada, I think it was out east, maybe Toronto, maybe Montreal, something, somewhere out east. And he couldn't connect with the family there because it was before cell phones and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. It was hard to arrange with them. So the only family he could actually get in touch with and contact with was some family in Saskatchewan oh. on his mom's side. So he ended up taking the Greyhound all the way to Saskatchewan and working on the family farm there for, I don't know, maybe like a summer or something like that. Yeah. But that just makes me think of, <laughs> I think, uh, some, something about Saskatchewan. It's a horribly oh. desolate place and pretty boring Terrible. at times, but it's like... Uh, you know, you're thrown out into the desert almost and kind of in the middle of nowhere. And like you said, it be a point of pain, <laughs> resentment. It, it is like a symbolical meaning to Saskatchewan in an entrepreneur's Aww. journey, perhaps. It's one of the most dead places <laughs> I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah. You could be driving for hours and see absolutely nothing. Yeah, which can kind of be beautiful in a sense yes, as well. Yes, absolutely. It's peaceful, mm-hmm. right? So for me, like when I drive, I don't like driving with music. I'm a very peaceful mm-hmm. dude. I don't yeah. want anything altering my thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Because one thing I'm huge about is controlling your thoughts, right? Okay. Because everything comes from thought energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I make sure my thoughts are peaceful, mm-hmm. right? When I'm driving or doing any action. Right. Um, so that was a huge thing. And when mm-hmm. I was in Saskatchewan, I, I see what you're talking about yeah, the peacefulness because yeah. it's yeah. just nothing, uh-huh. right? So it's yeah. very peaceful in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. But sometimes bad circumstances happen, right. and you gotta you gotta have the steel. You gotta have the might to kind of just be like, you know what? This is me problem. Mm-hmm. I got fired. I got left in the side of the road. I got, which <laughs> yeah. is yeah. in in a sense, I can see why it's done. Now that I'm an entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. I can see I, I can see how that can happen, mm-hmm. right? Because the oh, way it makes talking. sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Right. So mm-hmm. I got left on the side of the road. Had to figure it out, and because of that, I figured mm-hmm. out CD and Citrus Clean, which happened in 2014. Yeah. Which is now benefiting yeah. me now. So. Yeah, that's crazy. And you were kind of more or less driven through that out of emotion, right? Oh. You're kind of some vengeance. And you weren't like sitting there thinking, okay, you're looking at the text, 1918, there's a Spanish flu, there's probably going to be another <laughs> virus again, I'm going to build this business for when that happens. You were building it out of almost vengeance, and vengeance. it ended up connecting yeah. to now this moment in time that we're in. Absolutely. That's crazy, man. Right, and, uh, and, and, and it's crazy that you say that, because I always tell these guys, you know, Emotion is energy in motion, mm-hmm. right? Regardless of what it is, you can harness the energy to for positive results, mm-hmm. right? So at the time, I used anger, vengeance, all that yeah. to kind of build myself up, build my brand, mm-hmm. build who I am as a person, get stronger, right. knowledge, you know, seek knowledge, get mm-hmm. research done. And because of all that vengeance and that, if you want to call it hatred in my sure. heart, yeah, it ended yeah. up turning into something very, very positive, actually. Right, right. It's... it's tying into star wars yeah you know i think the ultimate jedi is the one who uh, balances the dark side those feelings recognizes it in himself yeah and then and then just is uses it for the light side for the good exactly right so it's crazy the story of mace windu Mm -hmm. so he has full access to the dark side Mm -hmm. but he doesn't let the dark side overwhelm him he doesn't lose control from the dark side Mm -hmm. right so it's crazy how you kind of see those little things in a, uh, a show like Star Wars. And yeah. You're like, man, Mace Windu, he's super positive. He's part of the mm-hmm. Jedi, but uses the dark side, yeah. right, to accomplish what he needs to. I read somewhere that George Lucas wanted to cast Tupac as Mace Windu. Wow. But when did Tupac die, do you know? 
or uh, late nineties. I think around the time episode one was out, so, close to it. Yeah, close to so it, yeah. that that would have been. It makes sense though, because Tupac was this kind of philosophical. Um, I don't know, just a really amazing person. And George Lucas recognized those types of things. Yeah. And it may seem crazy to picture him as Mace Windu, but look at uh, Samuel Jackson being in some of the movies he's in. Like, oh, he's pretty, man. like, vulgar and not very kid-friendly stuff, not but here he's playing a Jedi. So I could really, I could see Tupac playing playing Mace Windu's role. So No, you know? <laughs> absolutely. And what I love about Mace Windu, it teaches you that every single person on the planet has a dark side. Right. It's can they control mm-hmm. the dark side to create positive situations, positive scenarios, mm-hmm. positive outcomes, right? So we all have a dark side. Both of us have yeah. a dark side. Now you piss me off for too long, I'll yeah. probably show my dark yeah. side. Yeah, well, it's all like we're all animals at basic level. Right? Exactly. We need that anger to, whether it was for hunting or whatever it was, evolutionarily, right? Exactly. And we all have that inside of us. And we can ignore that as much as we want, but it's there. It's, there. You know? it's definitely there, <laughs> yeah. right? And, you know, I was in anger management mm-hmm. throughout high school and university, right? Okay. So. Uh, people don't know, so I was doing like you know private courses after school, all that kind of stuff for anger management. And I remember in elementary school, I was part of the anger management program for like seven, eight years, just directly, yeah. right? So because of that, and I'll be honest, you know, anger management just makes you more angry. And then you get to a tipping point, you're like, okay, this is unproductive. Okay, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So and I was like, okay, this is unproductive. Let me change the trajectory of my thoughts and how I'm going to move. Right, so I ended up like, you know what, let me just take a positive outlook of life mm-hmm. and see where this takes me. Yeah, and then channel that, like Carl Jung talks about it, and I'm not well-read in Carl. only reason I know about his work is through Jordan Peterson. He references him a lot. As far as I can tell, it's some of the most dense psychological work of humanity. <sighs> Absolutely. And he talks about the shadow and how you want to integrate that part of you. You want to integrate your shadow I guess, to become a well-rounded individual. And I think George Lucas and the people who created Star Wars, they also had that kind of stuff in mind as well, those sort of teachings. I don't know Carl Jung exactly, but definitely some of the psychologists from the time, they were kind of putting that idea, those ideas into Absolutely. Star Wars as well. So Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think if people took a little bit more or paid a little bit more attention to some of those yeah. shows and some of those movies, mm-hmm. they get some phenomenal life lessons. Right. Right. So I'm an ad- I have an addictive personality, man. Yeah. So when I go, like I've watched The Matrix over 150 uh-huh. times. I've watched Star Wars countless times, right? Mm-hmm. And every single time I watch the movie, I learn something completely different, mm-hmm. right? Because my I realize as I grow as a person my beliefs and my perspective mm-hmm. change. Right. And I really found that with The Matrix and I had to watch it so many different times mm-hmm. and I could tell you every single time <laughs> that I watched it, right, yeah. I, it was a whole new perspective yeah. on what was actually happening mm-hmm. in the nature of that movie, mm-hmm. right? Especially with Neo being the one, Morpheus seeking and searching for the one, right? And just seeing how people are agents, man, like it's yeah. crazy just to show you how people uh, have you ever read George Orwell's 1984? No, I have not. Phenomenal book. Probably the best book I've ever read, mm-hmm. apart from Thinking Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil. Okay. George Orwell talks about something called INGSOC, mm-hmm. English Socialism, where people will actually inform and rat on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And in okay. The Matrix, people become agents, right. and they're scared of the system. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually do whatever it takes to actually maintain threshold within mm-hmm. the system. So they'll start ratting individuals out if they see something like a Donald Trump beating tax. Like, no, yeah. you have to pay your taxes. Yeah. It's like, bro, we're the government. Mm-hmm. Right. If he's not paying taxes, he's probably doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. He's doing something right. He's yeah. employing so many people. He's mm-hmm. creating almost a utopia for individuals, but 
The problem is, is people don't see it that way. Right. Right. It's perspective. It it's is perspective. Yeah. Right. And look at the elections going on. There's so much propaganda. And so many just <laughs> so many like low level perspectives on it. Oh, man. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and George Orwell talks about it. It's called mm. English socialism. Mm. So there's a, a phrase called Ingsoc where people are being controlled by the media and their perspectives on where the war is and who's the good and who's the yeah. bad is just completely altered and it's actually happening to us right now. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Because the election's not even over and people are celebrating. Yeah. Right? It's not even over. And the, the bigger problem with that is people, you know, comparing socialism versus capitalism. Mm. If, you're, if we're comparing those two dichotomies, we've lost. Because mm. they're both archaic philosophies on how life should probably right. be. Right. Right? Yeah. And I've expressed that openly on yeah. Instagram. The problem was Instagram's like, okay, man, you're talking too much sense here. Let's yeah. stop you yeah. from reaching as many people as possible. They, they do that immediately, right? Yeah, so there's yeah. there's too much control because obviously mm-hmm. it is a private entity. It is. Yeah. You, you see now like... Uh, with COVID, um, I've had a few posts where I don't know if it was in the hashtag or something like that. Didn't write COVID, didn't write something like that, but whether it was some like health related yeah. hashtag or something, and then Instagram put up the little flag about about COVID. Or no, it was crazy. It was a video, um, just a brief video clip of the downtown library, just kind of messing with my editing skills. And in the video, there's this brief pan you could see the sign in the library yeah. about the covid protocols there's such a brief <laughs> millisecond and instagram picked that up from the video and then put the little banner up for more information about covid Jesus visit dot org. and you know what's crazy so like uh like some of our products right we're not uh we use didesyl dimethyl ammonium chloride which is a little bit better than alcohol's based disinfectants mm-hmm. we put that up on instagram mm-hmm. and they shut it down wow yeah right because i realized if you're helping too many people they don't want it mm. Right, so alcohol-based products are bad for the skin. Mm-hmm. Right, they're okay. bad. They're bad for surfaces and stuff like that. But we wanted to let people know that, and we, I realized my stories were getting shut down. Yeah. I've had a few stuff that people could call bipartisan, whatever it may be, just get okay, yeah. shut down immediately. Yeah. Right, because they want to control the narrative. Right, and they want to make sure people are following that narrative. And I realized that was happening to me every single day. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's, it's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It's it's unfortunate, and it's just like part of the messy system. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just it just becomes hard. Like and you know, like I, I do give Instagram some benefit of that because when you say Instagram, it's not like one person. It's no. this whole system and different algorithms and things like that. And then, you know, it's also the political system, too. Maybe if the system wasn't so like the way it is, they wouldn't have these things Agreed. now in it. You know what I mean? Agreed. So there's no, like, one entity or one thing to blame. I think it just shows such a messy, like, world and system that we have. Well, you're, you're correct 100%. And I think the bigger problem is is that I, I, I tell people there's, there's three sides to a coin. Mm. Right. I saw your Instagram story. And why don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll explain that. that. Right. So there's two. The, most people believe that there's two sides of the coin. Right. Mm-hmm. They think that there's heads and tails. They're not realizing that there's the edge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for instance, Mother Nature actually operates on the edge of the coin. Mm-hmm. So for instance, there's good and then there's bad. There's negative and positive atom. Mm-hmm. Right. So Mother Nature. Think about it. If trees are dying in the fall, okay, would people consider that bad? Yeah. yeah. Probably. But Mother Nature must un- understands that d- sometimes you have to destroy in order to rebuild, mm. right? So right. you have to live on the edge of both sides, kind of like the Mace Windu, right. you know, philosophy, right? So and is it also kind of like the yin and the yang? 
right? There's chaos and order, and then where you want to be, and again, this is referencing Jordan Peterson. I'm not this smart, but yeah. <laughs> I just like to repeat things that I hear. Um, he says the place you want to be, and what the, yin, the symbol represents is that line in the middle between them. That's, that's where you want to be, uh, kind of like the edge of the coin. Yes, right? yeah. exactly. And Mother Nature lies on the edge of the coin, mm. right? So, you know, a lot of my teachings that I, I, I tell people, you know, we have to operate under laws of nature mm -hmm. because, you know, just formal common law doesn't actually cover laws of nature, mm -hmm. right? Because you see people getting killed every single day and you see bad things happening to good people mm -hmm. and then you realize, hey, maybe this person's not honoring law of association right does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah, yeah right and they ended up in a bad circumstance but they may have been a good person mm -hmm. and then people will blame the system well it's not the system's fault mm -hmm. it's the person's fault putting themselves in a bad circumstance right. it could be both too though and right? of sure. course yeah, yeah. of course and you, you can even say yes because it, it can be both because the people at the head of the system are not understanding the laws of nature, mm. right? It goes back to Mother Nature will do what it has to do, Yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, I saw a post, you know, it was talking about how we've wrapped Mother Nature in plastic and now we're getting wrapped in plastic. And I was yeah. laughing. I was like, man, that's yeah. the greatest thing I've ever seen, right? Because yeah. it's true. Mm -hmm. Now people have to wear masks. People have to wearing all this gear just to be COVID-free, right? right? Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay on this Star Wars <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I was having moments like when Mass first started getting heavily involved with here. Yeah. Uh, I was starting to think and imagine like how our fashions are going to change going forward. And I was starting to picture like, you know, 10, 20, maybe like 50 years in the future where masks and like filtration systems or whether it be for viruses or maybe things get so polluted in the future that it's for pollutants as well, whatever it may be, right? But I was picturing like sort of like Star Wars type outfits where these masks and like filtration systems and like maybe oxygen tanks or something like that are like built into, <laughs> you know, and we're almost walking in like space suits or something. I've kind definitely of thought about semi -robotic that. Semi-robotic sort of things and maybe even taking it up another notch. Maybe there's like always a little IV in you. So Absolutely. like you're staying, I don't know, getting some nutrients or, you know, adrenaline helping out your mitochondria yeah. <laughs> somehow. So No, I agree. I agree yeah. because, you know. I've, I've realized a lot of people are forcing uh, change right now, mm -hmm. right? Because we're going from the information age to cyber right now. Right. And, and people, that's totally true. Yeah. And people don't understand that. They think mm -hmm. we're still stuck in the information age. We're not. Yeah. We're actually entering the cyber age. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is they've created this COVID-19 to elude people of mm -hmm. the change that's actually happening. Right. Right. So if you're not doing things cyber, mm -hmm. right, you're not thinking about how do I become automated, how do I do X, Y, Z? Because for yeah. instance, like we have a warehouse, mm -hmm. okay? Eventually I will need robotics to operate the warehouse because right. people long-term, mm -hmm. they don't, a robot's not gonna ask for vacation. Yeah. A robot's not gonna ask for more pay. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for now, for now. That, that'll enter the, uh, whatever's after the cybernetic. Yeah. Where the robots start <laughs> to be conscious, right? Yeah, actually if you watch the Animatrix, it talks about that. Mm. Right, and it goes over how you know the transition between mankind into artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of through manufacturing as well, mm -hmm. right? So that makes sense, yeah, it makes perfect sense, yeah. right? Because as a business owner, you want to hear limited complaining as much as possible, mm -hmm. right? So, all these animations, Star Wars, and stuff like that. They're, they're showing you, man, like mm -hmm. things are going to happen. Cyber is going to happen. Yeah. It's just how are you as a human being going to adjust, mm -hmm. right? Right. Uh, are you big into cryptocurrency? 
you know, I'm not as big as I'd like to be. I listen to podcasts, and I, I'm always open to learning more and more about it. And yes. I think about that as well, how that'll kind of um, be involved in that transition as well. But I'd love to hear any thoughts you have as well. Well, the problem with cryptocurrency is okay. the technology used. It's called blockchain technology. Right. Okay. Yeah. So blockchain technology, technically, everything's transparent on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that if everything's, uh, you know, transparent... If I'm a powerful individual, I know that this went from point A to point B. Yeah. It's actually the highest form of control. So people think, oh, man, this is a new technology, right? We're decentralizing the banks and mm. all this. Okay, but you're not realizing that you're entering a greater hell. Mm. Does yeah. that make sense? It does make sense. I've heard, too, in, in, in regards to the government, right? Like, they would love if everyone was on the blockchain because then... They They're know 100% of your income and everything like that and what to pay in taxes. It's all transparent, like you said. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand is that cryptocurrency is actually part of that one world government thing. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it you can't trust. It tie in. Yeah. 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 You, you can't trust it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I was getting into crypto, I have you know a few coins and stuff like sure. that. Because I'm not going to just sit here and bad mouth it without actually getting yeah, yeah. involved. Right. So I got involved. And I was like, man, like, okay, if I make a transaction from point A to point B, I don't actually want anybody to know mm-hmm. that I went from here to here. Mm-hmm. But now it's on blockchain where yeah. everybody who's using the blockchain, who's using Bitcoin, who's using Ethereum knows, mm-hmm. oh, man, like it went from point A to point B. Yeah, It's encrypted, mm-hmm. but if I'm a very, very high-level ind- individual, yeah. do not think at some point cybernetics would actually encrypt that in a very timely fashion. Mm-hmm. And right. people don't understand the future. If I can get into that encryption, I know who sent it and how it was sent and where mm-hmm. it landed. Yeah. Right? People are not looking at the long terms. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I'll take this moment to reset the cameras. Okay. We're almost at the 30-minute mark. Oh, wow. We have a timer. Yeah. I like how you do things. It's very organized. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, smart. Try to, yeah, and then try to keep things like lean. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of especially, I don't know, just feels good mentally, right? Mental yeah. clarity and just kind of focus and do things the way I do it. And I don't know, I, I appreciate having just sort of a more minimal setup and and things like that. But no, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So all, this, all, <laughs> all these things we've been talking about is amazing. I think about this sort of stuff a lot. Where I struggle with is like tying in this sort of like big scale thinking into the Monday, into the day to day, right? So get into a conversation like this and then leave and then go home. And then like I'm, I'm sitting there in front of some work to do or some mundane tasks, <laughs> you know, or actually paying rent and things of that nature yeah. that seem to be very low level when you're talking about these grand things. And I always am struggling like to combine the two, to get that balance and integrate the high level, you know, thinking about the world, stuff that we're talking about now, thinking about the future with actually being able to deal with the mundane, the day-to-day tasks. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I get that. So it's crazy that you talk about that because I deal with people telling me that all the time. <laughs> so how do you do it? Yeah. Right. So first it's an ideology, okay. right? So I do believe everything is everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how we put our clothes on, how we do certain things actually leads to a specific result because it's something called auto-suggestion. Mm-hmm. So everything that's been uploaded into my subconscious mind my body, even my physique, will be based off of my thoughts. Mm. Because we live in a realm 
right, of thought energy that gets transmuted into the physical equivalent, mm. right? So okay. that's one, just the base level understanding, right? And then I realized, okay, so let's say I have to do a mundane task like mm -hmm. clean my house or yeah. get somebody to clean my house, yeah. okay? I realized that that task has an end goal to mm -hmm. something. It may, like let's say I call a cleaning company to clean my house, I may have a phenomenal conversation with that individual that can spark innovation in another area. Right. So I'm grateful for all the mundane tasks because those actually spark the seed of equivalent advantage, mm -hmm. right? And I realized that and I started saying, okay, let me just do this mundane task or delegate the mundane task and then let's see what I can get from it, right? right. So I'm always optimistic in that sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the mundane, it's like, yeah, I'll tell you a perfect example, right? Um, I was organizing my claws and I was like, I don't fucking want to do any of this shit, right? Yeah. And then I ended up seeing in my closet a past photo mm -hmm. of something that really sparked uh, innovation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that no, make that sense? That makes sense. I, I'm thinking too as you're telling this and I'm like, yeah, even I'm kind of going back on what I said because I do enjoy the mundane tasks, right? Doing <laughs> dishes and, and cooking food and stuff like that. That that's a moment where I'm really able to have good ideas and have good thoughts and kind of be alone with my thoughts. So... I guess I, I personally don't really struggle with, like I do, I enjoy the mundane, but I guess, um, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's something like you have these big visions and you can see where the future is going forward. You know, you enjoy the process of mundane tasks, all that stuff, but then there's still sort of an issue sometimes with like, I guess aligning yourself with the proper path forward, if that makes sense as well. And yeah. That's kind of taking a different approach, but. Yeah. Well, I think gratitude helps with that. Just being grateful for right. the presence of the mundane tasks, being like, okay, there's a lesson to be learned from this, right? So mm -hmm. like, for instance, like the lesson learned from organizing my closet is that, hey, if your closet was organized, you wouldn't have to organize it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Okay. Let me figure out a strategic way to not have to do this mm -hmm. ever again. Right. And then you start being clever. You start mm -hmm. being clever. And then I realized you not wanting to do those mundane tasks but still having to do it makes you more clever to and aligns you to your bigger goal. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, cleaning my house. I, yeah. I hate cleaning my house. Mm -hmm. Right. But I realized, okay, if I keep my house organized, right, and I hire a cleaning company, I don't have to actually do the task. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that does make sense. And then yeah. that that same mentality is the, the mentality it takes to actually run a business. Mm. Delegation. Yeah. Right? So I initially do the task and then I'm like, mm. fuck, I don't really want to do this. How do I delegate this to another individual but still have this task being in operation? Because we right. all have to clean our house. We can't stop cleaning. Yeah. Or it'll be the messiest shit you ever see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's the same thing with uh -huh. business, right? So all and I, and I get where you're coming from. Like mm -hmm. all those mundane tasks, like how do I make this align? Yeah, exactly. With, yeah. How do I make this align? I, and I would say doing the mundane task itself mm -hmm. will help you figure out a way to beat the system of that mundane task so you don't right. have to do it anymore. Right, and then it's kind of getting out of the hamster wheel, right? Because exactly. you see a lot of people live their whole lives, their whole lives, and really when you look at it, sure there was little bits and parts that stood out more than others, but when you really look at the whole life, it's like a lot of it was a hamster wheel of the mundane <laughs> tasks, you know, just kind of maintaining everything, never really dealing with something, okay, now I finally mastered organizing my house. Now I can move on. It's always like you come back and you keep having to reorganize your house every month or you keep having to clean your closet every month and you never get past that. You're always in the circle of mundane tasks and that's a very real thing. Well, that's what happens when you're an employee. 
It's just right. the mentality, mm-hmm. right? So if you're an employee and you're constantly in that employee mindset, mm-hmm. how you live your life outside of work is going to be how you live your life inside of work and vice yeah. versa, right? So if you still have that employee mindset and all that stuff, you're not, you're, you're going to be in that wheel mm-hmm. in your day-to-day average life, right? Right. So, yeah. you know, you taking on this journey being an entrepreneur, it's crazy how you're talking about these mundane tasks because as an entrepreneur, you actually have to realize that there's mundane tasks you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, right. So, so that mentality right. alone, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if you're an employee, you wouldn't think this is a mundane task. You or would. I think sometimes you admit it, right? You're like, oh, but... You just keep doing it anyways, kind of thing, right? Which is even worse as an employee. Yeah. People, I, we have employees who will complain. They're just like, man, I'm doing the same thing over and over. It's like, okay, then don't work here. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Go do something. Yeah. You know, express yourself. Go somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing. You know what I mean? So you being an entrepreneur now, starting your own podcast, doing all these different things, it's now realizing, hey, how do I figure out and find a solution to the problem? Right. And that's huge. Yeah. yeah. Right. You found a solution to your problem. When you, you were back in Red Deer, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole other conversation because yeah. it, it takes a, a stronger mind to actually do that, mm-hmm. right? So kudos, man. Yeah, I well, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, the, all the guidance is out there in the world, really. Like, I feel like it's not difficult, you know what I mean? No. And, and it, you just kind of have to throw yourself, find that process and throw yourself onto it. Uh, this kind of brings me to uh, think, thinking of your life in, in moves and stages yeah. and Patrick Bet David. Love him. Um, yeah. Entertainment's phenomenal. Hundred percent. Yeah. So he, he he talks about your next five moves, or yeah, even your next fifteen, whatever it is. But you know, your next five moves. Let's say, um, what what's your what's your approach to your next? I don't want to ask your next. Yeah, five yeah, moves. yeah, yeah. I can't give them away, right? So, but what what's your approach to like finding those next moves, whether it be business life or whatever it is? Perfect. I'm addicted to finding loopholes. Like I'm okay. literally addicted to finding loopholes. And I realized watching The Matrix so many times has actually programmed my subconscious uh-huh. mind to actually pinpoint a loophole in right. every endeavor that I do. Wow. Right? So I'm very realistic in the sense that I already know the business that I am in is obsolete. Mm. Somebody yeah. has already figured out a better approach to running my business. Mm. Does that make sense? That's- so how quick can I get out of this garbage? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The millions of dollars, all that garbage, it's, it's fake. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. That's the trap. The trap is the the money. The, the, they'll trap you with money. Mm-hmm. I already know somebody's out there looking to beat me. So how the hell do I get out of this venture into the next venture? Mm-hmm. So I always think about the loopholes to automate something. The loopholes to finding the right people to scale the company. Mm-hmm. Finding the loopholes on taxes yeah. so that I can contain an operation that's sustainable and then generate the tax deductions and the the tax breaks into another business and start another venture. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm always looking at the loopholes mm-hmm. and I'm very addicted to that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So I never actually get trapped in anything mm-hmm. because I'm very, very realistic and, and very wise in the sense that I, things can be destroyed at any moment. Yeah. 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 I'm just grateful for, you know, having access to the journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so when you're looking those next moves, you're trying to find loopholes where you can Yeah, it makes sense, right? Almost like cutting corners too in a sense, yeah, but absolutely. in a good way. In a right? good way. Yeah. Yeah. Not not in a way that you know, just in a way that excels and pushes you forward kind of thing, right? Exactly, exactly. 
you know, and I wouldn't even call it cutting corners because it actually yeah. takes a lot more effort to find a loophole than continues okay. to do. Yeah, that's right. The, the task. But it does kind of cut corners in a sense that once you found the loophole, oh yeah, you don't have to deal with it. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I found many loopholes with taxes. I found many loopholes with, you know, customs. Yeah. I found many okay. loopholes with getting manufacturers, mm-hmm. you know, getting the right products, figuring out a system to having people create new designs and stuff like that for you, right? So I'm very addicted in finding the loopholes and I don't mm-hmm. believe that I don't actually believe the system's against you, mm-hmm. only if you created a system that's against you. Okay. Would you say the system's hard baseline? Or would you say it's like uh, what's the word? Like it's it's neither hard nor easy. I think it's, it's fair. Yeah. Okay. I think I think the system's fair. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I like I'm one of those people. Like, for instance, I'm not going to sit here and complain about the system mm-hmm. because the system has provided just as much as it destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Law of nature. Mm-hmm. Right. It's provided for me just as much as it's, as it has destroyed. Would the system operate on the edge of the corn? One thousand yeah. percent. Does not care whether you're a good person or not. Mm-hmm. On any level. Yeah, just like Mother Nature. Just like Mother Nature. The yeah. system is sublime, I tell people. And mm-hmm. anything can trap you and anything can be for you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? So we can't sit here and complain about what's against us. You're better off looking at what's for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. And then that becomes like being optimistic kind of thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. And not pessimistic. It's the same kind of thing. You know, there's all these like old adages that your grandma or some old lady will tell you. And it's kind of like the movie <laughs> thing, right? Like all these things, the lessons, it's, it's all out there. I mean, Yoda was speaking facts, right? Facts. <laughs> and, but yet we always just kind of brush it off as like, oh, it's a movie or, oh, that's just your old grandma. She just says that when she gives you cookies. Exactly. But, ah, oh, man, yeah, it's like if only we would really take in these these concepts and really apply them to our lives and, and play play the game based on these the knowledge that's already there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a big, big advocate of Napoleon Hill. So I do believe in infinite intelligence and, you know, the storehouse and universal storehouse of infinite intelligence does give people the information. Mm-hmm. And I think the people who live on the edge of the coin have access to that infinite intelligence, right, a lot quicker and a lot easier than most human beings, mm-hmm. right? So... As I was on my journey, I started realizing, like, I'm just getting things that are just coming from nowhere, yeah. but they're, um, they're being imagined. They're coming into my thought process, mm-hmm. and I'm actually taking action on it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So when that happens, I'm like, man, where is this coming from? There's no explanation other than what Napoleon Hill said in Thinking Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil. And it, it made perfect sense to me because no other human being has ever articulated mm. in the proper fashion for most people to you know, render a proper solution to it, right? So what's happened is, is I believe in the universal storehouse of infinite intelligence. I believe we get telegrams all the time, you know, that eternity giving us answers of how to live life and how to beat the system and be a part of the system as well, right? right? And I think a lot of people get the same information, but just just decide that it's... They rather live their mundane life in in a sense, right? Yeah, and it comes down to comfort, I guess, you know, like... Yeah, I mean personally, something for for me when I when I think of like something that tries to keep me in the system in my mind at least a mind trap is video games, and it's something that I love video games, man. Me too, right? Love them. But I keep coming back to like maybe this winter I'll buy a system <laughs> and I'll let my my free time be spent on video games. It's always this thing where it's like I know 
it's it's an activity I want to be doing in my spare time because I loved it, man. I really enjoyed it. Just like movies, right? It's nice escapism. But I always get to this point where it's like, no, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, I don't want to. It's too addictive. It's too powerful. I don't want to spend my time on that. That's something that, to me, I think is that that aspect of like something that is comfortable and makes me feel like, I don't know, enjoyment, Yeah. but could also be that one of those traps that's just keeping you in the system kind of thing. No, and I, and I get exactly what you're saying. So, you know, I've had addictions with sex, money, um, never drugs or anything like that. Um, money, video games is huge yeah. for me, man. And I, I went like straight down the rabbit hole with every one of those things, right? Yeah. But I realized at the end of the tunnel, there was the definite answer so because I went in those directions, I, I got definiteness. So for instance, like I played video games. I used to play video games 10, 15 hours a day, man, yeah. just nonstop, right? Playing FIFA, uh-huh. NBA 2K, online, just talking shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I did it so much that I ended up realizing that, hey, this is neither good or bad. It's mm-hmm. the state of mind I'm in while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Because some of my greatest ideas came while I was playing video games. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. think about it, you have to figure out how to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a huge skill set, mm-hmm. right? It, about video games. But the problem is, is that if you overindulge, it's like anything, yeah. it leaves your brain fried. Uh-huh. And then everything you just learned, right, you, you can't apply. Mm-hmm. That's like business. If you overindulge in business, mm-hmm. your brain is fried. Right. And that's happened to me. Yeah. Where I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, don't get to bed till like twelve, so I only have three hours of sleep, and all I've done is work, 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 mm-hmm. and then realize that oh shit, I'm burning out. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, there's no such thing as burnout. There is such thing yeah. as burnout. Yeah, when your organs are not, you know, properly <laughs> yeah, yeah. working. Hundred percent. That that's just we're human beings, man. You, you gotta burnout. you gotta respect that, right? It, I mean, like exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I've heard you know a lot of influences. There's no such thing as burnout. Okay, man. Yeah. There's burnout. Yeah. I've experienced it, and it had nothing to do with all oh, me not knowing my purpose or any bullshit like that. And that's the first thing you just don't know your purpose, man. There's burnout. I I know my purpose. I'm quite definite in where I want to go. Do you find like when you reach that level of burnout, do you second guess the purpose? No, never. No, you never. still like trust that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have so much faith in God, right? Mm-hmm. So for me. When that burnout comes, it's like, oh, a lesson from God. Mm. Does that make sense? So yeah, my perspective yeah. is different. It's like, get a lesson no, from God. That makes sense, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like, hey, wisdom now. Mm-hmm. You need to be wise. Do not abuse the body because you will abuse the mind. Mm-hmm. And if you abuse the mind, you abuse the spirit. Right. And if you abuse the spirit, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the one thing that I really learned mm-hmm. while I was going on my journey. So I was like, okay, you're st- like, I- I'm a human being. I'm not, a, I, we're not machines. Yeah. We're built like machines, but we're mm-hmm. actually not machines. There's a spiritual side. A machine yeah. does not have a spiritual side, mm-hmm. right? I have to understand emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, physical intelligence. There's so many different types of intelligences. And I think people get lost in that, trying to be, you know, this cool influencer yeah. and then realizing that influence is not even moving the same way. And I've been in touch with a lot of them. You know, yeah. I've seen a lot of people, I'm not going to name any names, right? But I've been to the events, I've done all that kind of stuff, and I realized a lot of the stuff that comes in their mouth, they're not living that life at all. Yeah. They're just trying to give people false narrative on how to live, and it's all fucking bullshit. As soon as I stopped on YouTube listening to certain influencers, mm-hmm. my life changed for the better. Yeah, yeah, I feel that as well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just look up there, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. You know, he's one of those examples of someone living truthfully, you know, and facts. He was an influencer, 
just before this time of massive internet influencers, right? And in some sense, like he came at this time, I guess, yeah, like right before this this modern internet age. And I don't know. It's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, very interesting. I I question. There's something about the internet, right? I mean, the people of today, are they going to be remembered like the Muhammad Ali's? Even if they were at that same kind of level, but somehow the internet kind of taints them. You know what I'm saying? Too many things are changing changing rapidly on the internet for Mm -hmm. somebody to be immortalized. Yeah. So that's that's it, right? Yeah. People are not understanding, like, less people will become immortalized because you're switching from the spiritual mm-hmm. realm to artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable in that sense. Immort- immortality, if you're going in that direction. Yeah. Right? It'll be immortality of a different sense, sense. right? Yeah. Kind of plugged into the matrix in such a way. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, that Muhammad Ali kind of generation, not no. that long ago, you know, he, he actually didn't die that long ago. He died no. on my 18th birthday, the, the night before my 18th birthday, June 3rd, uh, when would that have been? Four years ago now, so 2016, I think yeah. it was. And um, he was from that generation, like that last kind of peak before this, the cybernetic age, the internet age, whatever, where people could, like himself, be kind of immortalized in history and in time. And I think those are going to be some of the most memorable people like ever. Exactly. And the reason that happened is because the information was traveled through word of mouth. There's mm-hmm. something, there's like a spiritual thing about word yeah. of mouth as opposed to just seeing the mm-hmm. ad that comes up to you. Yeah, and it can be fake now, right? Like the oh, money man. can get you that that notoriety, right? Whereas back then it was all just, uh, maybe not all, but a lot of it was just that word of mouth and just more truthful to it. Oh, know? absolutely, absolutely. There was more like word is my bond kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? People don't understand the money's fake now. It's all garbage. Um, they're probably going to reset the system by destroying as many people as they possibly can (laughs) while that happens, (laughs) right? So, like, I mean, China has, you know, fucking uh, internment camps and, you know, there's Muslims getting killed every single day. That kind of stuff's crazy how much, how little of that is talked about. I was reading the Epic Times was a free paper that circulated around Calgary for a while. Now it's paid, but it reported on a lot of what's going on in China. And, you know, some of those camps, the Feilong Gung or whatever it is, and literal death camps they have going on there. Yeah, they're burning people, there's acid. And people just kind of don't, we will still, like, talk about the Holocaust and how horrible that was, not even, like, saying that there's stuff like that going on right now, and we kind of just are ignoring that. Yeah, but people don't understand while the Holocaust was going on, it was exactly like this. People weren't really giving it attention until somebody had a political advantage Mm -hmm. in order to end that war yeah right and that's probably what's going to happen with china that's true and it wasn't like like all of world war ii wasn't fought just for the holocaust right it's not like they were just doing it to save those poor people no right whereas if that was the case we'd be doing that now to save people in camps like that around the world america i I could tell you the plot they'll probably come in Mm. after elections after all this and say hey war against china garbage and then be like hey we're or for freeing the Muslims and then mm-hmm. more propaganda when it's just about commerce and just about right. Chinese control yeah. and how a lot of people are trying to get rid of the U.S. dollar right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest problem. And that's why the U.S. is going through so much turmoil right now because it's the number one currency in the world, but it's fake. It's not backed by anything. Yeah. They killed Gaddafi because he's going to put everything on the mm-hmm. gold standard in terms of oil mm-hmm. and the denier, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, nope, you're dead, yeah. right? So... People don't understand the money, they're holding on to money as opposed to relationships Mm. or 
you know, seeking a better understanding of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but... I, I can tell you the money's fake. Mm-hmm. You can get money any second, anytime you want. If you want $20 million right now, yeah. they're printing <laughs> more of that in one second than they are giving it away to people. Mm-hmm. You can go get $20 million right now. It's just your 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 intellect behind how to get it mm-hmm. is what's stopping most people. Right, and let's say you did get it, it could be a huge burden. You're like, oh shit, I don't actually want this. This is crazy. I don't want to have to deal with all this stuff, right? Yeah, you know, I, I, I me personally, I never look at money as a burden mm-hmm. unless it's, it's in my bank be. account. It's, it could it's be in like, my if you're just thinking, I want $20 million, and then if it was just given to you and however it was managed that way, it might end up immediate burden in that moment. You're like, oh, wow, this is a little too much. I didn't necessarily mean I wanted it right now kind of thing. Yeah, it it could be. But I think that's more of a mental thing. It could be just the fear of being responsible. I think it's it's a responsibility thing where people just don't want to be responsible for anything like that Mm -hmm. right now. Like, I'm in charge and responsible for my shareholders and my company. Like, I have no issue. I'm responsible for my child. I'm responsible for my wife. Like, I have no issue taking responsibility, mm. right? And people come and go in your business. And, and most of the times, they don't want to take responsibility for their actions, mm-hmm. right? If, if you do somebody dirty and they retaliate, there's you had a responsibility to not do that person dirty. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? So if that's the case and that happens, just take responsibility mm-hmm. of the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just how it is. Right, so I don't take it personally. You shouldn't take it personally. Yeah. Right, that's just how life is going to be. Right, and, and that's why I tell people going back here: hard work is not enough. Yeah, hard work is not enough. Yeah. No, at all. There's so many elements of life you have to understand in order to reach that next state of consciousness. That's all I'm about. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm neither a good person or a bad person. I don't even know what it means. Most people don't actually know what it means, to be honest. Yeah. I still like. I'm only 30 years old now. I, you know, I'm a young dude, man. I don't know yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still on the journey. I'm still. Does that give you some peace of mind? Like just repeating to yourself that you're young oh. and that you don't know. Because sh- me lately, that's that's been a game changer. Like it seems kind of silly to say like especially when you are a bit younger, like maybe 18 or whatever, you want to view yourself as old as possible and as, you know, as intelligent, but you think that's what's going to give you that peace of mind. But now I realize that, no, by reminding myself that I'm young as shit, that I don't know that much, and I have so much life ahead of me, that gives me so much peace of mind. It's like, oh, okay, man, like no no stress, no worries. There's no, know? there's an actual no stress. People just create their own yeah, stress. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, There yeah, actually yeah. is no stress. There's <laughs> no stress. And I started realizing that, right? Yeah. Because I was getting frustrated. Yeah, everybody gets frustrated, right? And I was getting frustrated in elements that just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I actually broke it down. I was like, man, this doesn't actually make sense. When yeah. you take time for yourself, so I do a lot of meditation. Yeah. Uh, I spend a lot of time with myself and mm-hmm. you start getting the answers in the silence, right? Mm-hmm. And I realize, man, like, there's actually, stress doesn't exist. Somebody made yeah. that up. Yeah. If it existed, that's what would come to you when you meditate, right? Thank you. But that's not there when you meditate. It's, it's there not. when you're doing stuff. or And it can be good. Going back to originally when you're talking about being in Saskatchewan and that whole situation, that was some stress, that was some Big anger, time. emotion, and that led you to doing something good. But... I guess just again, yeah, channeling it, recognizing that it can be there and maybe it kind of exists in this weird way. And just to channel that end of something that benefits you into letting it, instead of letting it control your life or something. And I think the bigger question would have been at the time was would I have, would there have been stress mm. if I operated that way? Oh, right. Yeah. Does that make sense? If I, uh-huh. if I took responsibility, mm. 
and didn't operate that way, I wouldn't have had that stress. So mm -hmm. stress was created internally by me. Mm -hmm. Maybe subconsciously to spur you to do something good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could have been my higher self just saying, man, just create this stress mm -hmm. so that you can move forward. Mm -hmm. Get the hell out of here. This yeah. is not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I've had moments. I remember actually before I came to Calgary, I had an enlightening moment. Mm -hmm. It was back in 2012. So, um, it was the craziest thing. I went through a huge depression, and I explained to you how that happened. Like I was sleeping around with too many females, and I realized that you know the energy of these females weren't the greatest. Mm -hmm. I went through like a six month depression, and I started realizing. And then I was sleeping one day, and all I hear is, "Wake up!" <laughs> right. So I hear this "Wake up!" and I was like, "I'm in shock!" Right. And I go in my house. I was like. My brother's name's Alistair. He's like, Alistair, mom, dad, and nobody's home. No, bro, yeah. tears of terror yeah. were coming down my eye. And it was the most crazy thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I thought, was it my dream? Mm. Or was what happened? Yeah, I didn't understand what was happening. And I was mm. crying, man. And it was, it was nuts. And literally a day later, a friend of mine's like, hey, uh, he puts a post on Instagram. Or not Instagram, Facebook at the time. I'm looking for a roommate, mm. right, in Calgary. And yeah, I yeah. immediately responded. And literally three weeks later, I was in Calgary. Mm. It was nuts. So yeah. I felt like I had my own awakening moment for my higher self. Screamed at me, like, what are you doing? And that led me to Calgary, man. Was, yeah. I, I think that'll happen yeah. if you're open to. Yeah. Right? And you could just say, oh, bad dream, went back to bed, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was terror, man. Yeah, yeah, I was crying. I was, yeah. I was, I was like that's that was probably the highest form of fear I've ever experienced in my wow. life. Yeah, and immediately moved. Immediately, I was man. I went through my whole house seeing who called me. Yeah, and we had three story house. I was, I, I was living in my parents' basement, right? Uh -huh. And then my older brothers upstairs, and then my parents in the middle. Usually, right? My mom's usually cooking or doing something, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm going through my house, mom, dad. Alistair, what's going on? And nobody's home, man. And then my body started getting weird, man. And I and I was getting scared. Man. I, I had to leave the house. That's crazy. Really. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave the house, man. Yeah. yeah, I went to a friend's house at the time, right? But yeah, so I had my experience with that. Mm -hmm. And I, to this day, I don't actually have an answer, a real explanation for it. Mm -hmm. But all I can tell you is that it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't have any rational explanation. I believe it, man. Life doesn't make sense a lot of times. No, man. And it happens in funny ways. Funny ways, funny ways. And it's crazy, you know, when you, you're on this journey, you're on this experience, and then you meet, you know, phenomenal people such as yourself, mm. how like-minded people attract like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. And right. that's a weird part of it, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For us to have that, how long ago was that? It was like three, four years. Yeah, I can remember, actually, because that was before I moved to Calgary myself. Maybe yeah. that was kind of like my... Uh, uh, wake up moment. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, uh, we had like a two-hour conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It was. It was about two years ago, probably June. Two years ago, this past June, because I oh, moved yes. here um, this summer, kind of after that conversation. That was about two years ago this summer. So, oh wow. Yeah, I can remember. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. and you've been doing phenomenal with your podcast, yeah. right? So I've been following, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I'm always excited to see people on the journey doing their thing growing the process yeah man yeah. and people don't understand it's not just about the money man it's about mm -hmm. the accomplishments about getting yeah. over your fears your terrors all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. man. yeah connecting with people connecting creating with people. my whole motto with this is to inspire creative thinking and i came up with that because i asked myself what do podcasts do for me 
And it's a really inspired creative thinking. Absolutely. Like when I listen to a two-hour-long conversation of some high-level intellectual, some university-level um, scientist, whatever it is, it's like that really inspires a lot of creative thinking in me. Absolutely. And so if I can do anything with the podcast, that's what it would be. I think a conversation like this does that just yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I love where your mind goes to because we, we're very similar in a sense like we know that the stuff in front of us is not real. Yeah. We just know it. Like I, I could, there's there's a look in a man's eye where you just know it. He knows that this is fake. It's the matrix. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, right. man, this is all up. Okay, you can keep going. Yes. So you just this is just a look in a guy's eye when he knows that this is fake, and it, there was no like I had, when I first saw you two years ago, yeah. I saw that look in your eye. So that's why I engaged yeah. in that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I just saw them, like this guy, this kid knows that this is fucking fake. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that that really inspires me to keep on my journey, seeing people like you, right. you know, realize that man, like just life is not what they're telling us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I keep on my journey because I, I'm going to attract more people. Yeah, and it is almost like the Matrix and like building an army kind of thing or whatever, connecting with these different people out Absolutely. there and, and building that. But I want to kind of switch into something that isn't fake and that is real and tangible and we can touch. Let's go over some of these some of these products you've created. Awesome. And I'm curious, like, do these link to the the cleaning products company? Like, is, is it the same kind of branch of Okay, of so business? I'll, I'll explain to that to sure. you before I actually show the product. So, for instance, I, we have uh, two different or three different brands right now. Okay. Or four. So, we have Mask Carrier. We have CDN Masks. We have the Canadian Distribution Network. And we have CDN Citrus Clean. Okay. Okay. So, the Canadian Distribution Network actually distributes all three of those other products. So, mm, it distributes see. Mask Carrier, CDN Masks, and CDN Citrus Clean. Mm-hmm. Right, and people are like, "Well, how does that make sense?" If you understand the taxation behind mm-hmm. all that, okay. it's actually an elaborate scheme. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. you don't want to do. I can't say it on camera, but okay. there's certain things that you don't want to show in terms of revenue and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay. You always want to make people think as if nothing's actually happening. Mm. Okay. Until then, it does actually happen. Until it does actually okay. happen. But even when it's happening, it's not happening in the way they think it's happening. Mm. I get you. Kind of. It's, you know, yeah. it's still a messy system, right? The yeah, exactly. There's a lot to learn. There's too many Karens out there, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's too many Karens out there worrying about how much money you're making, how much are you paying in tax, how are you doing this, how are you doing that. It's like, man, why do you care? Yeah. You have the same opportunity to beat the system as everybody else, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I'm neither capitalist or socialist because mm-hmm. I, I do believe that a lot of the capitalists are actually too fucking greedy. Mm-hmm. Right, for d- sure. Yeah. D- does that make sense? Yeah, and you can see how that system could be gamed in sort of a wrong way, yeah, right? Yeah. exactly. Because the capitalists lack emotional intelligence. Yeah, and, and then with, with socialism, there's a lot of like hearty, like you're yeah. like, oh yeah, I care about people, you know, and it, it kind of makes sense on an emotional level. Exactly, but the know? problem is they lack the financial intelligence. Right. So they're always hurt by the, the financially intellectual. Yeah. Does that make sense? And then both systems need each other. 100%. Right. That's what people don't understand. Both yeah. systems and both systems hate each other. <laughs> yeah, they actually need each other. They actually should be working together mm-hmm. as opposed to fighting against each other. Yeah. And that's the problem. The media wants the division mm-hmm. when the capitalists need to be more emotional and understand the emotional intelligence. And the uh, socialists need to understand financial intelligence. Yeah. They need to understand that the money's fake. Mm-hmm. You, the capitalists already know the money's fake. That's why they get into debt. Yeah. Does that make sense? 
right? So there's some businesses where I'll purposely get into debt to do certain things, mm-hmm. right? So I, I make sure I educate myself on finances and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, like when you saw me, I, I'm all about charity. Mm-hmm. I love charity work. I love giving back to the community. I love doing things. I love helping people. I love educating people, mm-hmm. right? So each brand will have a little bit of element of me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really wanted to do, is, but divide it and be under one umbrella, which is the Canadian Distribution mm-hmm. Network. Okay. It, yeah. Right. So the products that I do have. So one product that was a new innovation. So people, you know, I've had a lot of flack. People are like, man, you're selling these masks. You're doing all this. You're doing all that. And these masks are bad for us. You're promoting this. You're promoting that. Okay. You're right and you're wrong at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. You must play the game. Yeah. Okay. Failure to play the game means you will be played by the game. Mm-hmm. You will have to play whether you like it or not. Does that make sense? Mm. So you have no choice. Mm. That's the system. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so because you have no choice and you, if you do not play the game, the game will play you. Mm. So what I realize is I, I personally, the masks bother me. But it doesn't mean I don't use the mask. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's, that's the approach you almost have to have, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. It, it, exactly, right? So when I created the mask carrier, I was like, okay, how do I abolish masks as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the mask carrier is actually a hidden agenda. Well, it's not even hidden anymore. It's yeah. actually an open agenda <laughs> on camera to actually eliminate masks. Mm-hmm. But people, because they don't actually ask, they first judge, will think that one of these is to enhance the use of masks. Mm. It's actually not to. Mm. So if I keep one or two masks in here, it's sterilized, am I using multiple masks? Mm. Right. No, I'm yeah. not hurting you know, the carbon effect on the world. Mm. I'm actually cutting down on the use of masks. I may have one mask as opposed to 20 or going through 100. Yeah. I know people who literally go through 100%, 100 yeah. to like 500 in like a month or two. Makes sense. I mean, if it makes sense if you are just disposing it after each use, right? Exactly. And most people do because they're too lazy to maintain the mask. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of the mask care brand and the mask carrier is to actually limit the use of masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I mean, again, I think I kind of mentioned this off camera, like this was kind of thrown onto us, right? Everyone wear a mask. It's like, okay, you can produce the mask, you can create the mask, you can get the mask in the hands of people, right? They're yeah. giving away at drive throughs and McDonald's or whatever it is. They're giving away. They're all, you can get them. But that's just kind of one thing. It's like, okay, the mask, but then where do you store it? How do you clean it, right? Yeah. Like, there's all these other parts of the mask besides just the mask. And it, they need things like like a mask carrier. And, and the cleaning issues of real one for me too. My mom uh, has been cleaning my mask just in the washer and they always kind of shrink and get all screwed up afterwards. Exactly. And that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And the worst thing about it is all those particles from the actual soap itself actually getting absorbed in the mask. Right. That's a bigger issue long term. Then you see people breaking out on acne and stuff like that. So the mask carrier actually covers all those things. And then if you don't clean your mask at all, then you got to ask yourself, well, what is the mask for? What if it is capturing all these germs before they reach your mouth? When you take it off, you should kind of treat it that way. Thank you shouldn't just set it on a table. Or so I've done this before where I forget which side of the mask was the outside yes, mask. Yeah. And then it's like if you put it on, then it's I totally it it's destroyed. Yeah. Right? If you had it on one way and then the other way, if it was capturing germs like it's supposed to, yeah. you defeated the purpose of it. 1,000%. 1,000. Know? This is like the mask carrier is not to encourage more masks. It's mm-hmm. actually to 
encourage less use of a mask. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who talk garbage and be like, man, they'll, they'll put up these Instagram posts talking about, man, these masks are fake and all mm-hmm. this garbage. But what are you actively doing to stop the use right. of masks? Yeah, yeah, because you can't just complain. They are here and they're here for a reason. Yeah. And everyone sure. agrees with that reason. Yeah. So just by saying that that reason's fake or that it's all a conspiracy doesn't make the problem go away. Thank you. And the, my problem with the conspiracy, the conspiracy theorists is that they actually have no tangible evidence to support the conspiracy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's all groupthink. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just negative connotation on mm-hmm. actual events that they have no legitimate backing for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the masks are fake. This is the government against us, stuff like that. Like, people don't understand you are the government. Mm-hmm. Like, you, True. You have the power. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge thing. You mm-hmm. have the power. So if you're complaining about all these masks and all this shit, do something about it. Yeah. Immediately do something about yeah. it. Don't just talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, the government's against us, man, all this bullshit, mm-hmm. right? The problem is, is that you're complaining is leading to more masks being produced. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to limit the mask. I'm not a big fan of the mask. Yeah, no, me neither. There's some some parts of it I kind of like though. It's interesting, like wearing a mask and just the fact of I don't know the psychology of hiding your identity. There's something about that that makes me feel a bit more confident in some situations. No, I get right? no, I, I hear that all the time. Yeah, in, in a weird sense. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't I can't really think of an example. Let's say like now this is not necessarily me today, but in the past I was mentioning how. You know, someone would knock at my door if I didn't know who it was. I would yeah. answer. I was kind of that more shy person, and so in those instances, let's say there's some trendy bar or something I kind of wanted to go to, but was a little intimidated to go into. Absolutely. Now I have a mask on. Maybe that gives me a little bit more confidence to go. That is literally a, a thing. Right there's, now. Yeah, there's a real kind of psychology behind that. It also makes me think of the darker side, which is like criminals and people with activities like that who are actively trying to hide their identity for. Not even for doing crimes, but just for being like a terrible person, for well, being just a scumbag or something. Yeah, well, reality is the criminals always figure out ways to beat the system anyways. Yeah. So they, even with, with that, or yeah. without the mask, they'll find a way to, yeah, to beat sure. the system, mm-hmm. right? And then the biggest thing is the confidence thing, right? So I do mm-hmm. get that play, yeah, right? It's, it's interesting. It's but very then interesting. there's also on a flip side, like kind of fake confidence, right? Because Thanks. the ultimate confidence is when you engage with people deeply, you see their whole face, you can connect with them on a really human level and covering faces and you're kind of maybe missing social cues, that's not really building your long-term confidence being social. So yeah. there, there is that as well. Well, my definition of confidence is being able to articulate your ideology, your view, without worrying about ridicule. Mm. Okay. So, you know, if you've been around me a long time and you're with me on a day-to-day basis, I will say some things mm. that will rub probably 90% of the world. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? The wrong way, uh-huh. right? But I, I, I'm very confident in what I believe, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's wrong, right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's creating a reality for me. The great thing about the human experience is I can create any reality that I choose. Mm-hmm. Nobody can dictate that. Only yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So each one of us have that power. Right, so whatever comes out of my mouth or whatever I talk about, highly irrelevant because I can create my own reality. Mm-hmm. So whatever person's interjections are, it's irrelevant to me because I truly don't care and I get to do whatever I want mm-hmm. because that's the great thing about life. Mm-hmm. Life's a game, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's, it's like Minecraft. I can create whatever the hell I want. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's it's funny because you say 
life is like a video game. It's like, no, actually, a video game is like life, life. right? Yeah. We created it based on life. It's not like life is like a game. It's like these games are created based on of the life. game of life. 100%. You're yeah. correct, right? That was crazy because, uh-huh. like, video games are created from life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they're just they're showing you mm-hmm. that, like, man, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Play the game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Imagine you stopped in, let's say, God of War. Mm-hmm. You ever play God of War? Uh, no. No, That's okay. One I, I passed on. Yeah, yeah, but let's say you just stop there. There's still people out there to kill you. You mm. can't stop. You have to move. Yeah. In every video game, there's always a villain. Mm-hmm. There's always people out to get you. Yeah. You ha- always have allies. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You always have a team. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, that's life. Yeah. Right? There's going to be people who hate you. There's going to be people who fully support you. There's people who are going to be in between. Mm-hmm. Neither hate you or love you. You just... You just got to be grateful for the game. 100%. And, right. And, and recognize the game, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and the human experience is a beautiful experience, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and complain. You know, I've, I've been impoverished. Um, I've made lots of money. I've, I've done mediocre living middle class. Mm-hmm. Right. I've done it all. So I'm, I, I see the, the little intricacies in each little phase. Mm-hmm. Right. There's certain things that I like in one phase that just... Mm-hmm. I hate about another phase and vice versa, yeah. right? But you just got to be grateful. You yeah, just, just grateful for it all no matter what. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's something else I'm learning as well. Really over the last year, I recognized that throughout like my entire life pretty much, I never understood the meaning of gratitude, right? It's it's a word that you, you know it exists and you know what it means, but you don't really know what it means. You don't really know how to feel it. You're not taught in school no. how to really feel it. You're taught how to say thank you and please, but not how to really feel gratitude. Exactly. And I think over this last year, is so that's one of the biggest things that I've really started to learn and learn how to feel that. Um, but, but yeah, I guess to sort of wrap this up, I mean, if there's anything else you'd like to say about what you're doing and, yeah. and Definitely. anything like that. Right, so um, definitely want to go a little bit more about the mask here, yeah, sure. right? Some of the intricacies. So if you guys can take a look here, right? We do have a face mold inside here that actually perfectly protects the mask. We're actually adding little intricacies where it'll actually sterilize and actually kill the bacteria of the mask as it's in here, right? And just fry it completely, yeah. right? So we have all this technology that's going to be in here, mm-hmm. right? Right now, we're just launching a base version just to stop people actually. Still handy. Yeah. Right? It's still handy just to just to hold the mask. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? And we have different versions. So we have, you know, one that's a little bit smaller, more discreet, okay. right? You can fit this in your pocket. You can fit any type of mask in here, okay? We have, you know, carbon fiber, mm-hmm. right? Same thing, but... The interior yeah. mold's a little bit different, mm. holds a little bit more if you need, or bigger mask if you have to carry it, mm. right? So there's just different versions. It's very, you know, it's weatherproof, water resistant, all that kind of stuff. So we're adding different intricacies to the mask carrier, but the biggest thing about it is about mask care, right? okay? Because we need to care about the mask, I need to care about the environment. Mm-hmm. And that's huge, and people don't understand that. The environment's key. Yeah. The amount of disposable masks that are destroying the environment right now mm-hmm. is huge, and people are not understanding the the implications on the environment when you continuously produce this in Taiwan or China or anything yeah. like that on a daily basis. If billions of people every single day are using masks, mm-hmm. we have a problem. And what's more, even like, 
it just creates a system where we're just endlessly creating this thing and maybe they're getting disposed of properly. Maybe they're being like everyone ended up in the dump, yeah. which isn't the case, we know. But even if that was the case, let's say, it's still like why did we're putting all these resources into just creating this thing over and over and over and over and over again. Even if they're getting disposed of properly, so much is going into creating them. Why not just like use the ones that we got yeah. to prolong their lifespan? Exactly. And take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big thing. Right, some of our other products as well. So a huge thing about the Canadian Distribution Network, eventually, one thing I realized that a lot of entrepreneurs were getting absolutely destroyed during this pandemic. So one of our goals is to actually create an entire distribution network where, like, let's say an average entrepreneur who comes in and say may not have a product or supply chain, anything Mm -hmm. like that, they can use our products, they can use our supply chain Mm -hmm. and create, you know, resources for themselves right right they can create a financial stability mm-hmm. a financial blueprint for themselves and they can access other people within the network that they can collaborate with as well yeah like some pillars to exactly to build on right right and then the canadian distribution network can actually do marketing and advertising for them mm-hmm. for their products people can bring outside products into the canadian distribution mm-hmm. network see, yeah. we can do a lot of their media we can do a lot of their social media all that right. stuff right so right. The long-term vision is not just like people just think, oh, I'm all, this guy's just, you know, benefiting because of COVID-19. Like COVID-19 has nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's the fact that change, when change happens, mm-hmm. you must adapt. Yeah. If you, and when there's a need out there, exactly, help people out, provide exactly. value. Man, my, my moral uh, beliefs are irrelevant to what's actually going on. I believe mm-hmm. half this shit is fake, <laughs> if you want to call yeah, it, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. Right. Does that matter? Is it happening? Yes. Mm. So how do I adjust? If something can be fake but still be like real in reality, actually, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Right. Think about um, headaches or you know somebody having depression. Mm. Right. It's exactly. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. That's fake. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's experiencing it, it's, it's quite so real. real. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, this person saying, "Oh, that's just fake. It's all mental." Mm-hmm. You could be right, but the yeah. problem is, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. The capitalist doesn't understand. The emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So whether you and I like masks is highly fucking irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that there's people out there who believe in the mask. Yeah. So how do I help the person who believes in the mask even though I don't? Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. And very eloquently put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so with the Canadian Distribution Network. Yeah. Um, is your kind of vision for that something as well? Like maybe an entrepreneur has a product that they kind of that's the biggest vision. Yes, and then they come to you and like I want to get this to market. Beautiful. I want to get this in stores. Maybe Beautiful. on an e-commerce platform or something. It, exactly, because we do have connections um, with grocery chains, mm-hmm. right? Other distributors, suppliers, and stuff like that. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. The, a big vision is to get other entrepreneurs who have products already, and they may want a Kickstarter or Indiegogo done for them. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, we're we're going through our journey right yeah. now with education and our goal is to get that education and be able to help the other entrepreneur move forward yeah that's pretty cool because i know like myself and i know there's many people like me who you know i'm doing this podcast this is great because it's something i can do on my own i don't have to rely on other people but there's oftentimes you may have an idea for some little like maybe it is a product or a service or something like that and the problem is it's harder to like launch that yourself 100 you can do the podcast it's it's great it's easy but when you actually have a legit product that you want to eventually see from idea to fruition to on a store shelf, you need actual connections to make that happen. So a system like that, a company, a service like that, 
would be super valuable, man. Like yeah, and I don't think there's enough systems like that, mm. right, yeah. where it covers the entire entrepreneur yeah, experience. Those systems definitely exist. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm assuming they do, but yeah. they're not, like, easily accessible. No. There's, they're not, you know. No, no, you, you have to know the right people. We're, we want to be out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can see that happening. Oh, it know, will I mean, happen. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee, because there's already plays being made behind mm-hmm. the scenes on making that happen, mm-hmm. right? And we'd love to get podcast is part of the Canadian right. distribution network because this is a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you talk about distribution. There are like podcasting distribution companies that Thank distribute you. your podcast for you. So yeah, I could see that as being another sort of branch as well. Exactly. And one thing that we've been getting is a lot of traction because of the name, yeah. right? So the Canadian distribution network, I did the trademark and all that kind of stuff and nobody's ever done it in the history of Canada, which oh, blew my that's mind. That's crazy. So we actually yeah. got the, yeah. this. It was like the greatest omen that has ever happened in my, yeah. in my life. Yeah. I was like... It's such a such an easygoing name. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. But nobody in the history of Canada That's has so crazy, actually man. taken the name. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is big. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the Canadian distribution network just sounds like it's been around for a long time. It does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool how that worked out. But yeah. Now I can see the vision, man. And I'm really excited to see where things go. Thank you, brother. Appreciate this. it. Selfishly, there's a lot of interest in that, but I just know there's so many other people like me that would benefit from having access to a, a system, I guess you call it. We Big use time. that word a lot in this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Big <laughs> that, time. That'll be one of the title uh, title words is yeah. t- discussing systems. But, no, absolutely. But yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, you came to our office today to do this yeah, podcast. It's cool to come down here. Really cool place you got. Oh, Yo, thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. You know, People don't understand the amount of work it actually takes to get to this, this yeah. level. It just makes a lot sense. Of, yeah, man, you got to break a lot of hearts. Mm-hmm. You got to do a lot of things you don't want to do, and that's just the reality, right? Yeah. Whether I like it or not is irrelevant. I have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Keep going. Got to keep going, right? Can't stop and play video games now. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be honest to the views. I play. I no, still play video okay, games, but right? not not to the fifteen. No, <laughs> not at all, right? Yeah. People don't understand. Like entrepreneurs. Play video games, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, don't play video games in your spare time. Like, that's yeah. all bullshit. And then they, they try to make, you know, when I was younger, they try to make people like me me and you mm-hmm. think like you have to be this perfect person to be an entrepreneur. And that's mm-hmm. fake. Right. Yeah. It's fake. Like, it, there's so many mistakes you make with women, with money, with people. Like, they don't articulate that properly. They make mm-hmm. people think like it's this perfect journey. And then when it's time for somebody to actually get involved with it, they're scared. Mm-hmm. Like it's a war, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if somebody told you, hey, man, like I was just going to be real. Like, you'll get what you need, but it's going to be difficult. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be X, Y, Z as a problem and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You better manage and you better prepare. Yeah. Right? And tell you, man, you have to cut out this, cut out that. Man, like I'm still not fulfilled though. Yeah, yeah. They tell you all the things to cut out to get there, but not all the things you need to add. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So it's counterproductive, right? It is. Yeah. Right? So my journey is just letting people know what to add. Right. Right? And how so to add. Showing them and, and even helping them along. A lot of people need help. You know? Yeah. Like we can talk about all these things. And I still need how help. You can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that that's where the, the emotional intelligence and the empathy <laughs> kind of comes in. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. All right. Um, well, geez, man. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, any... Anything else you'd like to add where people can find you and find the products and everything like that? Awesome. 
Well, um, you, right now, for the next 30 to 60 days, you can go on our Kickstarter, right? You can actually find this at kickstarter.com um, in terms of the mask carrier itself. Uh, you can get my Instagram handle, CNG649. Uh, you can check out both of our websites, the Canadian Distribution Network. Dot com and the CD and Citrus Clean.com. Uh, we're right now in co-ops, Save on Foods, uh, Sobeys, right? Uh, we're in some uh, American grocery stores as well. So, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, we're all over the place, right? So, yeah, always, guys, you know, if you have a chance, take a look at our products, even if you don't like it or not, write a review because a big thing for us is just we need as much feedback, whether it's good or bad, we need as much feedback so that we can become better. Right. Right. And I think a lot of people need to embrace that. We just need to become better. Mm -hmm. So if there's something we can work on, we know we need as much input, right, and advice as possible. So thank you. And thank you for having me on your podcast, Dude. man. I'm super grateful. Yeah, man. thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank yeah. you, brother. And, and everything will be linked in the show notes as well if people want to find all the, the links that you put out there. So. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother.